Welcome to the Random Tea Stranger Things podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Janya. And today we're talking about season one, episode four, The Body. That sounds familiar, Janya. Yes. Where might I have heard that from? Uh, that would be the actual title to the short story where the movie Stand By Me came from. That's where it's from. So one Mr. Stephen King. One Mr. Stephen King. Yeah. So that would be the one. Yeah. And Stand By Me starring Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the. It's. It was in one of those um, anthologies. Like, anthologies. I think the, yeah. the four story ones or something. Yeah. Was it monkey? I don't know. We've ex- extended the limit of what I know about <laughs> the body and Stand by Me. I'm gonna look it up now. Um, but I thought this was a really good episode. Yes, things start going off the rails in a lot of ways. A lot. Yeah. Different seasons. Sorry, okay. wrong anthology. Different seasons. That's a good anthology. <laughs> so yeah and also hopper also hopper my baby hopper he yeah his story gets pretty advanced mm-hmm. in this particular so uh, yeah but uh episode. before we get into that we do have pre-back correct oh by the way um different seasons is also where rita hayworth and shawshank redemption comes from oh by wow. the way, I'm just saying okay uh yes we do have pre-back all right hit me with it from gina Yay! Uh, she says, hi, ladies. Hello. This feedback is specifically for the weirdo on Maple Street. Okay. Which, that was episode two. Okay. She says, I love how the boys are more concerned about getting into trouble for sneaking out to look for Will than the fact that they found a random girl walking around the woods in a rainstorm. Child logic. Then again, that is kid logic. Exactly. So it does make sense. I love how they just don't know what to do with her. Other than Nancy, they don't know what to do with a girl. Yeah. Elle also really didn't know what to make of them either. It's how she looks puzzled by their reactions when she goes to ta- goes to change. Mm-hmm. How she can't understand what a friend is or by all the things in Mike's house. Yeah. With just a tilt of her head or a raised eyebrow, she says so much without speaking. Yeah. This is why she's got an Emmy nomination. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, my God. I would love for her to win. That would be amazing. She says, can we get Ben McKenzie to Millie for acting lessons? Because, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Please. Actually, she might just like be like, no, I, I, can't, I can't. I can't help this. I can't work with this. Says, I have mixed feelings about Nancy this episode. On one hand, she goes to talk to Jonathan about Will. And on the other hand, she really doesn't say anything when Steve and his friends crack jokes about Jonathan killed yeah. Will. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I forgot wow, about that. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. That's your brother's best friend, and you know him. You played with that kid. He had dinner in your house, and you don't tell your boyfriend's shitty friends to shut up at the very least. Yeah, yeah. Also, don't tell your best friend to make sure you don't do anything dumb and then get pissy with them for trying to make sure you don't do dumb shit. That's true. That is true. Poor Barb. I know. I'm, Barb deserved better. I have been Barb more than once, and after your friend has done the dumb thing, they blame you for letting them be dumb. Well, Barb is sort of spared by that by being taken, so maybe it's not a bad trade-off. Yeah. There seems to be an issue of hop of if Hopper is from Hawkins or from the city, and I think I have it figured out. Okay. She says, I think he grew up in Haw- Hawkins and moved away and became a cop in the city. After his daughter died and his marriage ended, he came back to lick his wounds in Hawkins, and the job sort of fell into his lap. Uh, it would explain how he knows Joyce and Benny, and that line about how he and Benny were friends does kick you in the feels for Hopper. 
I know it seems flimsy how he's trying to connect Will's disappearance to Benny's suicide, but in a town that size, odd stuff doesn't just happen. That's true. Plus, That's true. Plus, he seems to be stuck, and if Benny saw Will, it would explain how he died, murder, not suicide. Yeah. Three cheers for Joyce this episode. She's so awesome. Uh, I get the impression she's a person who doesn't ask for a lot in life and is just used to things not going right. But goddamn, her field is now barren, and she just wants her kid back. Mm-hmm. What sort of shithead is her boss to bulk at his employee needing time off and money while her kid is missing? Seriously, give her all the camels at this point. She needs them. Seriously. Speaking of the Byers family, I don't think Jonathan meant to be a creeper with his camera in the pictures. He was, though. On one hand... I, yeah, he, I don't think he was out there to be a creeper. On one hand, that was not cool to be taking pictures while hiding in the woods. On the other, I don't think he was seeing them as people he knew. They do live in the same town and go to the same school, but their lives might as well be worlds apart. It was like a nature photographer watching animals in the woods for a documentary. They live a life so different from his, and he needed to record it. That a group seemed to live a life that seems charmed and happy, yet we'll learn later he saw that they weren't all happy. Still not cool to be hiding in the woods, and even now, while I can sort can understand why he did it, it's still a bit icky. Yeah. That's me. I, I think it's just icky. icky. I think it's completely icky. I yeah. can't for I can't even give him an inch. For me, I just can't. I feel a little bit better about it because he didn't go out there to do that. He literally was looking for his brother. Agreed, but he had to know what he was doing was wrong. Yeah, he yeah. knew what he was doing was wrong. Yeah, because he he tried to hide it. Yeah, yeah. He knew he was being creepy. Don't then don't don't. Produce the film. He went. That's what I was just about to say. He went to develop the pictures. Don't develop the pictures. And just be like, God, I had a creepy moment. Because we all have moments where we look later and we're like, God damn, why didn't I back off? Well, we all want to murder people. That's true. Especially driving down the road. That's true. But we don't do it. Yeah. Most of the time. So anyway. That you know of. Um, Sorry, I keep getting weather alerts on my phone. Yeah. Sorry. Um, So let's see. uh, Parting thoughts. Dustin miming about taking the shirt off. You have to wonder if that was written or if he did it a few more times for LOLs. Oh my God, it was so Knowing that funny. kid that I absolutely don't know, oh probably God. just for laughs. He's precious. Uh, she says, an older friend of mine pointed out a small plot hole, and I'm not 100% sure about this. Okay. You ready? Okay. Joyce Goes to her job at the store and buys a new phone. Now, my friend said back in the early 80s, you couldn't just go anywhere and buy a new phone. That you had to go to the phone company store and buy one there. Not sure about this, but I guess for the plot, it makes sense for Joyce to be able to buy a phone where she wanted. That's true. Not from what I remember. There was this store. Yes, but how far back do you remember? Pretty fucking far. Do you remember 1983? No, it was when I was still in Chicago. In 1983? 86. Okay. No, I do remember, I remember there was, a, there was store, a time. There was a store in uh, Water Tower Place in Chicago. Water Tower Place. Um, I don't know. It's, a, it's a shopping mall in yeah, the okay. heart of Chicago. Oh, wait. Yeah, I do know where that is. Okay. And there was a... Because I remember there was a cat clock and there were phones and stuff. And Because mm-hmm. I remember the cat clock because I was a child. Um, the Felix... The Was it Felix the cat? It wasn't a Felix. Oh, like, okay. it wasn't branded, but it was just oh, the black cat with the... Yeah. Okay. And I remember there were phones, too. Okay. So. But I do remember that there was a time. The phone that she has looks like the kind of phone you had to go to the phone company and get. Okay. At what point it became that you could buy it at the store, I couldn't say. I, that's, but I 
do remember that, that being seems a thing. odd that it, at, at, that at any point in time people weren't just like you know we could sell these too. No, there was a time where you had to go to the phone That's company weird. to get the phone. Hmm. Could, yeah, it just depends department, on the whether that departments a, these the, these convenience slash department stores we have these days. Yeah weren't always around yeah but that wasn't like like the size of the store she works in i think is believable so it just i think it's just a matter of timing whether the well also it's a small town so yeah you are both correct and wrong yeah i could see but that when it, be- it when just it, depends when it became a thing i couldn't i couldn't say but yeah so so, uh, she says, uh, in my neck of Indiana, we had something called G.L. Perry's Variety Store, and it looked a lot like where Joyce worked. It was your standard dollar store type of deal, but I guess more local since no one outside of my area has heard of J.L. Perry's. Okay. So there's that. So, uh, she says, I know this was filmed in Georgia, but when Jonathan goes to visit his dad in Indianapolis, that looked like the shitty part of Indy that you drive through quickly with the doors locked. <laughs> uh, Steve really couldn't find one single guy friend to invite to the party. You know your girlfriend is going to bring her single friend with her. You find someone for her so she isn't death glaring at you all night and maybe she'll hate you a bit less. That's actually true. So apparently Steve only has two friends. He's super popular, but he only has those two friends. Obviously. Okay. That's that's a really good point. Obviously. Even if your friend's like, dude, I don't want to be like, be nice to her. I'm especially trying to if get with her friend. Especially if it's the first time she's coming to your house. Yeah. You know she's going to bring a friend with her. Of course. Yeah. So bring a friend for the friend? Yeah. That's true. I mean, that's true. That's Teenage Girl Mac in 101. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, she says later. Uh, she says, P.S. I bought a teapot through your Amazon leak so I can have tea at work and listen to Gotham this fall. Oh, yay. Thank you. Yay. Yay. That you're makes a, me happy. You're a teacup now. <gasps> yeah, you are. Just saying. I mean, she was before, but okay. True. True. <laughs> um, I don't know what I just did. Apparently, I just reported that email as spam. Undo. Maybe don't do that. I undid it. Okay. I was trying to move it. Oh, my gosh. You're move to. Yeah, I am. Feedback. So. I was actually talking to a mutual friend of ours. To the Hope. To the Hopes. She was texting me, this, uh, twi- tweeting at me this morning. So I've got to find the thread. Okay. Real quick. Okay. Here it is. And I have her permission. Okay. Hi, Hope. Hi. Uh, she says, finished y'all's first episode of Stranger Things today. Uh, I once had to knock on someone's door late at night to ask to use the phone. Oh. My car ran out of gas. The gas gauge was broken. And I had no cell phone. This was around 2003. I was terrified to knock on a door at midnight. Found a house with a light on. Knocked. And an older man, maybe in his 70s, answered. He invited me in to use the phone, which I did to call a friend. While, while I called, he went out to put on real clothes. He'd been in his pajamas. Oh. And then invited me to sit with him while he continued playing Zelda. Oh my gosh, that's kind of awesome. We sat there chatting. He had his Zelda playthrough book and was telling me all about the game, which was cute. It was a scary experience turned nice. Oh. Uh, this was in reference to us talking about... That people used to have to do that. Used to have to do that. That yeah. was back in our first episode. Okay, uh, cool. So that was a story that she wanted so to share with us. I'm she didn't get murdered. I am too, but that's adorable. I mean, that can you imagine... Adorable. A 70-year-old man playing Zelda. And wanting to tell you about That's it. That's so cute. That's adorable. And he was trying to make her feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's, nice. that's a great old man. 
So she said, uh, so I always like to see older people doing fanish things. Yeah. Anyway, the conversation reminded me of that, so I wanted to share. Oh. So thank you. I always like seeing older people do fanish things too, because it's. Like, I do too. It's, it's so really much cool. fun. They're letting their freak flag fry. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. And damn it, I knew I was gonna say it wrong. You came so close. I was so close, and I <laughs> went right on past it, didn't I? Yeah. So. All right, so are you ready yeah, to Yeah, we got a, we got that, let's, yeah. Or writer-director first. Writer-director. Uh, so this was directed by the uh, director of the previous episode, Sean Levy, um, who, again, is the Night at the Museum guy. Um, and then it was written by Justin Doble, who uh, did one episode each of, like, Almost Human and Fringe, and then did a few episodes of Emerald City. Pretty much nothing else that struck me. Um, okay. So kind of a newish, newish guy. Of course, then again, before this, I had never heard of the Duffer Brothers, so... Well, there's that. You know. Um, so, we start out, and uh, we... Almost immediately where we left off at the end of last episode. So, the end of last... Ep- yeah. And so, Hopper and his deputies, um, Dumb and Dumber, are... Um, Bless their hearts. Lenny they were Carl. just written that way. Lenny and Carl, man. Lenny and Carl. <laughs> <laughs> they um, they go to Joyce, <laughs> Joyce's house, and um, they see the whole... The hole that, um, the hole? <laughs> that wow. Joyce has, uh, has, um, what did she, what was it? In, no, it was a sledgehammer. It was I a sledgehammer. Was it an axe? Was it an axe? I thought it was an axe. Um, that she cut through because, you know, the monster. Um, and, uh, so, or no, no, this is before she did the hole. This is, um, where they, they see, she tells them where it came out and they're like, there's nothing here, lady. And then, oh, that's right. They still, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, um, BT dubs, we found Will's body. Mm -hmm. And so she immediately goes on the defensive and says, no, it's not him. No. I just talked to him through the Christmas lights. Um, and I'm like, oh, honey, do you, uh, cause you, you know, she's got to know she sound nuts. She sounds nuts. And well, from the outside, you, if you put yourself in Hopper's shoes. She does sound nuts. She does sound nuts. Because, and and that's, it's got to be so frustrating for her because she's like, I know this sounds crazy, but, no, he really did talk to me through the Christmas lights yeah. and told me to run. Um, and so uh, she tells him that, no, he's like, in, he's in hiding from this monster. And um, this is when Hopper's like, um, okay, I saw shit too after my daughter died. Um, and he's like, I, you know, you, you really think it's real, but he's, he's like, I didn't realize that it wasn't real until later. And so she's like, no, I didn't imagine this. And she's like, you have to believe me. And so Hopper's like, okay, go to the morgue, see his body for yourself. That'll help you get some closure. And, um, I can see both sides of this. Oh, I can too. He is trying desperately hard because he's been on this side of things. He's. Because we, all we know is that his daughter has died. We don't yes. know how she died or why she's dead or, or but whatever. But a child dying is traumatic. It's very traumatic. Happens. You're not supposed to outlive your children. Exactly. Um, but, so I can see that from his point of view. But from her point of view, it fucking happened. Yeah, exactly. So. And she's just really frustrated. And I totally get that. And sometimes you know that feeling where you're frustrated. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's making me sound even crazier. Yeah. Um, so I, f- like, I really feel for Joyce. So we see, we see Hopper really quick, um, go and start his, start up his truck and then, um, stops and then he goes to sleep. And you're like, okay. Right. And so in his bedroom, uh, Jonathan is grieving. Um, cause Jonathan clearly believes 
that his brother's dead. Yeah. And so um, we see Joyce, and she's still very um, resistant. She She's tossing. Um, she Or she's going to go to bed, and then she, she goes to the shed. And she, this is where she cuts the hole. That's where she grabs with an the axe. axe. Right. Um, and so, very uh, Shining style, yeah. By the way, although I will say, like they they draw it out Another because Stephen King reference. right here we don't we don't see her quite do the whole. So you're just like, what is she doing with this axe? Because then she just goes and sits on the couch, and you're like, okay, oh yeah, yeah, we're getting this. All. I'm just excited for her to cut the hole. I know, the wall. me too. Because it just, was such a big deal. It really was. So, so yeah, but she's not running away. She's being no. such a mom. Yeah, even though her son told her to run away. He told her to run. He, well, he did. But, um, so we go, we go to Mike's house and, oh my gosh, his parents, um, they're watching the news and they hear about Will's body. And so, um, this is when, again, Mike's mom, and, and we talked about it, I think mostly in the last episode, she actually is trying because she's like, Michael, come talk to us when he's ready. She doesn't want to push him. She doesn't want to be like, no. so let's talk about your dead friend that you just found out about. No, she's trying to give mike the space he needs as a kid she's being a great mom because she has no idea what's going on with the kids where they're like oh yeah jk uh mike's not really dead will will yeah um mike's not really dead either <laughs> he's not even surprised he's not even pretending but like she she doesn't know what they have going on so she can just assume like he's just coping with it and like he'll he'll reach out when he needs her and again she's doing the best she can yeah I think she's being a great with a completely apathetic but, husband. But I, but I love that we're seeing both Joyce and Karen are both being good moms in the situations that they are in. But seeing the, in the best way they know how. But the contrast between the two is, I don't want to say enjoyable to see because they're both these are not enjoyable situations. No. But to see that contrast of female characters portrayed in a show, yeah. Is, in, Being is great it's and both interesting and both good people yeah yeah it's really good to see because and we they don't, see so they, little of that they don't relate to each other you saw that in the scene where she tries Whoa, to bring casserole her, oh my god and it's so awkward because they're not the same kind of people no but yet they're both trying to do what's best for their kids Yes, and Karen tried to... Re Poor Karen. She's trying to help she's trying. somebody. Nobody wants to talk to Karen. Poor Karen. Bless <laughs> her heart. Um, so we go down to the basement where Mike is... Uh, he's looking at, at Will's drawings. Oh. And Eleven's jiggering with the radio. And he's snapped at he her does. to stop. He slashes out at because her at so this bad. Point, you know, like, I know Lucas thinks that Mike is really dead. Yes. And they've kind of left on a bad note, and Mike's upset, and he snaps at 11. He snaps at her because he's upset, and he needs exactly. something to lash out exactly. at, and she's there. And she's the thing that's different since Will's gone, so she's an easy charge. And I think that's why Lucas latches onto her a lot as as the subject of his ire, because she's an easy target. Mm -hmm. um, and so he tells her to stop. Well, and she's also a convenient target. Yeah, exactly. And um, she made him think that Will was alive, but he isn't. And Mike's like, you hurt me. And Lucas was right. And he just starts flinging this, this anger at her. And this is when you hear uh, Will singing, Should I Stay or Should I Go? Mm -hmm. On the radio. Which they know is his favorite song. And Eleven just kind of hands it to him like, would you shut the fuck up? Right. <laughs> 
That's absolutely. I tried to tell you he wasn't dead. He's not dead. And she's not. She doesn't even know Will. No. And she's still trying. And I I thought the radio was great because you kind of get that she's the missing puzzle piece to tuning into somebody who's not there. Well, we get that in a minute. Yeah. But like um, we see that she's been the conduit for any time they've heard mike except for with joyce well 11 no joyce hasn't had to be involved oh will yeah you keep saying mike. keep saying mike you keep saying I don't mike. Know why um and so i think that's interesting joyce can interact with him without 11 but the boys have only been able to i yeah yeah i think it's because joyce is in the house where will is that's and will because will is will where wherever where it is, is wherever it is that will is it's in that house. Yeah. And because she's there, he and he's able to manipulate the electricity. So that's. Yeah. I think that's why. Yeah. Um, and therefore it doesn't involve Eleven. Right. But Eleven is With there the somewhere else. But she has what I don't even know how what to call that. It's not telekinesis. It's, it's not, not. I don't I don't know. It's a it's some kind of tele. And I don't know if she's a something. conduit. It's, or she's, she's actively... She's Professor X. I mean, come on. Yeah, because I don't know if she's actively, like, channeling it or if she just happens to be a conduit based on whatever the hell they did to her in that lab or if it's natural. Like, I have no idea. No. Um, I wouldn't think it's, it's very, natural. But whatever it is, it's cerebral. Mm-hmm. And the, she's making her own... Oh, it was called Cere... Cerebro was... Cerebro? Yeah. Was that what it's called? That big thing that mm-hmm. Mr. Professor X used? Yeah. She's making her own, yeah. like, portable. So, I would put her as a mutant level five up there with Jean Grey. Yeah. Yeah. As young as she is. As young as she is, yeah. If you want to measure her on that mutant scale. On the scale, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, uh, that shuts Mike up for a hot second. But he, he asks, he starts trying to talk to Will. Um, and of course, Eleven's got her nosebleed again. And it's like it's a one-way Yeah, and so conduit. he wants to know if it really was Will, and she's like, yeah, it was. Mm. And so the next morning, um, Joyce hears Will. I'm not clear on whether she heard Will or whether she thought she heard Will. I think it was a dream. We've blurred the lines a lot My interpretation in this show was that that particular time was a dream. Right. Because um, ha- that's the thing. She hasn't really heard him except for through the phone. And later. Um, <laughs> Got to keep that timeline straight. Yeah. But um, so, so I'm kind well, of even through more the phone, inclined to think, was, yeah, that was a dream. Yeah. I think this specific bit was a dream. Yeah. And so um, this is, oh yeah, because she realizes it's Jonathan. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and Jonathan again is, is putting his adult hat on being like, we're going to have yeah. to take care of the funeral arrangements and all this stuff. And we see, uh, at the Wheeler house, Karen goes to Mike's room and she, she talks to him. She's like, how do you feel? And he's like, I'm sick. And you can tell again, kid logic. He's, he's concerned with like, Oh, trying to make it believable. And she's like, no, it's okay. It's fine. Like, I understand what's going on with your friend. Like, it's cool. You don't have to I love Karen. I do too. Like the more, the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, she's, she's trying really hard. The first time we watched this series through, we didn't, we just kind of we watched it as yeah. entertainment, but watching it podcastering uh, podcaster eyes just it's watch. Yeah. If you watch a show in a whole different a whole you different do. way, but her motivations are, are really you keep the thing is you keep expecting her to be the um, Ferris Day Bueller's mom. 
Yeah. Yeah. The hardest day is mom. Ferris Bueller's day off. Yeah. 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 Um, where you keep expecting, yeah, you keep expecting her to be the the hard ass mom, yeah, but she's not, yeah. And so, um, he's like, he he'd rather stay home, and she's like, that's fine, because she she does, she tries to get him out of the house, and I love it that I loved the we can go get a video, even R rated. <gasps> I was like, she's trying so hard. R R rated back in those days meant something was. So Something, I never met anything in my house. It was something different. Um, because I, and here's the thing, though. I realized a few years ago that my parents took me to see Conan the Barbarian, the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. You have such formative memories of that. I do. And, well, going to see Star, I went and saw Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I went and saw Conan the Barbarian. Going to the movies was a big deal. Yeah. But we went, they, my parents took us to see Conan the Barbarian. It was big it was huge it was it was great it was larger than life and uh it was rated r i was 11 when my parents took me to see that yeah i saw i was I, not it never done it just it was not a thing that my parents took me to see an r-rated movie i know there were probably some things they were like well yeah we're not going to take her to see that there but was an orgy in it it wasn't because it was r-rated like that they drew more distinct lines than that like they took the subject matter into account yes and the fantasy elements and stuff like that yes so yeah i saw lots of stuff that i know a lot of other kids weren't allowed to see because of the rate because they went specifically by the rating yeah but it was yeah it was a lot more about calm down because my but i mean my parents they they taught us what was real and what wasn't real and the difference between the context and you know so yeah but yeah, I was just a few years ago that I was like, "Oh my god, this has an orgy in it." My parents took this. To <laughs> what? Um. So Karen leaves, and so of course, and I loved it because you could see the like the covers pulled up to his chin, and you were oh like, god yes. Do the thing. Speaking of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you were like, "He's going to do the thing," and of and course, he did it. He did the thing where it was like fully clothed, and so he calls Lucas on the radio, and Lucas uh, doesn't want to talk to him at first. <laughs> he very grudgingly answers. Um, which means also Lucas is staying home. Um, tells Mike to go away, but Mike's like, come on and bring Dustin with you. And you're like, okay. But he, Lucas, 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 oh Lucas, Lucas, Lucas. I was like, oh my God. I was like, you've actually met young boys. It was hilarious. I mean, kids I love, ridiculous. It's I great. love these kids' interactions with each other. I, I too. totally bought that these kids grew up together. And talk about like female characters being written differently children characters being written differently is kind of a deal too because yes. sometimes authors treat them as like they're just, well, they're they're kids they don't really have much of a personality they're the annoying kid or whatever and so it's nice these these are distinct distinct people yes they're actually people um what i know right so we go to the coroner's office and this is when hopper um and she's like oh yeah doc so-and-so's not in there and he's like what and she's like, oh, the Stadies sent a coroner. The Stadies. Um, and uh, they're doing the autopsy themselves. So, of course, uh, that's the thing you don't do. Ding, 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 um, ding. To not ring Hopper's bells. Because Hopper's immediately like, I'd like, like to like, ring Whoa? Hopper's bell. What? I know you would. I know you would. <laughs> is it this actor in particular or is it just Hopper? Both. <laughs> okay. Because you know he's in Suicide Squad. Yeah, no. I need to rewatch that movie. Um, it's been on a lot. Uh, but I, yeah, every time I'm like, oh yeah, there he is. Um, 
Well, now, because I saw it, and then I saw Stranger Things, I think. So yeah. I need to. Yeah. Um. So we go to. Uh, said corner. The said state corner. Uh, showing Will's body. And Joyce is kind of away a little bit. Yes, yeah, she's, she's very uh, she's not. The glass. Yeah, they, which is weird. Because like you, well, I don't. I mean, I, I suppose. Okay, let me, let me, let me backpedal. Okay. I have never actually had to identify a body. Me neither. So don't know. Yeah. But. That seems kind of weird. Generally in shows. Yeah. At least when in they media, do that. They do it and they're in the room. They walk into the room and yeah. they show. So this was weird. Um, so yeah, they are behind the glass. So she's doing the whole show me his birthmark. Da, 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 and Jonathan da. goes off. Does he go off to puke? It was unclear to me. I, yeah, was he t- maybe he just was done and he didn't want to see it or oh, whatever. No. But yeah, she asks for to see the, a birthmark, which I totally get. Oh yeah, but she still um, does seem very detached. Very, that's the word. She's yeah. very detached, and I get that because or disassociated. Even, even if, uh, yeah, e- even if she did believe that this was her child, I could see that. That's grief. You got to get that's that's a level of grief that yeah whoa. yeah. And so, um, but we, they, we never see the birthmark. No. I want to be clear about that. We never the saw never it. them showing her no. the birthmark. No. And so, um, this is when, um. I don't think that's a plot hole. No, I don't think it is either. Okay. Uh, we, we see Jonathan go talk to Hopper and, um, Hopper finds out that, yeah, so the whole Will's Alive thing, mom's been talking to him. Um, and he's like, yeah, you know, they talk about Joyce's anxiety problems. Um, but he's like, we'll be fine. Cause again, Jonathan has he's, a burden on him. Well, it, I got the impression that Jonathan has had to cover for his mom before. Could be, could very well be. Plus he's had to assume an adult responsibility yeah. from a financial standpoint and a responsibility standpoint. That's true. And so, um, which unfortunately is not uncommon in a one parent household with multiple kids. No, no. Especially when money's tight. Um, because you could see he was very concerned. Like when he took that extra shift, Yes, he was like, we needed the money mom. Um, and so Hopper's like, yeah, your mom's tough. Um, again, they know each other. Yeah. Um, just as this coroner comes out and Joyce is like, well, it's not my son. Bye. (laughs) Peace out. And I'm like, that's me. I was like, oh, okay. I feel that. Yeah. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, thanks, bye. Um, so we go to Nancy um, talking with Steve at school. And, um, you know, and she she uh, she tells Steve what happened to her, what she saw in the woods. Is this when they were in the... It wasn't an alley. Yeah. It was like it was between the two between buildings. school buildings or something. Yeah, not I a don't... full-fledged alley, but kind of. Yeah. And so she's like, listen, she tells him what she saw in the woods. And Steve's like, okay, but the police want to talk to all of us because the party thing, because Barb's missing. And uh, he's like, what if my parents find out? And she's like, um, my friend's missing. I don't care. And he's like, um, my dad's a real dick. And he's like, don't talk about the beer. And she's like, oh, Jesus. And she just kind of walks away because she's just, again, she's focused on her friend. I Let's talk about that. Yeah. I get that Mm -hmm. but we don't know enough about steve's situation to know and i get i get i do get steve's standpoint too because it's like he thinks beer's not relevant completely not relevant the beer is completely not relevant to barb missing no didn't have any no 
nothing happened to us, completely irrelevant. Yeah. It's just, and some of it goes back to the age. You're not super emotionally mature at 16. Well, and I didn't, I never got the impression in that party scene that they were super drunk. No, I didn't either. I didn't So I, while I understand why Nancy reacted the way she did, I still don't feel, again, I'm defending Steve till the day I die. I just Um, think he was ham-fisted about it. Because, again, he's a 16-year-old kid. That's true. Nobody's really super emotionally sensitive. Plus, Nancy's keyed up on the whole Barb thing. Yes. And her friends, uh, her brother's friend. Well, and I think Steve is dealing with it the only way he knows how. Yeah. He doesn't want the situation to get worse. Yeah. Plus, she's all janked up because she saw what she saw in the woods. That's Mm -hmm. freaking her out. So, I I mean, I get it all around. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't think Steve asking for that was really step. I mean, it was stepping over the line, but I don't. It it was just kind of tacky. It was just a toe. Yeah. It was just kind of tacky to be like, "Hey, I know your friend's missing, but like, could we maybe not?" It was. It was. She wasn't in a practical state of mind. Right. But was this okay? Okay. I think you're think. I think I know what you're thinking of, and I think it's a later scene. Okay. Um. So we go see Jonathan tried to uh, get his mom into the car. Um, and he's like, listen, let's, he, he parks the car, he tries to talk to her on the sidewalk and, um, he's like, listen, we have like things to do. We have to do the funeral. And Joyce is like, no, like, that's not my son. And so, um, I'm going to go get my son and take him home and I'm going to go do that. And he starts yelling at her that, um, he's not going to let Will's body sit in the freezer one more day. And she's already just like, no, I've moved past this. This is not my son. I've this got shit was to do. Such an emotionally charged scene. It was, and of course, there's all the people on the sidewalk, and he's like, "What?" You know, it's yeah. just that's some good acting right there. I mean, it was really good. We all know that Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. God, Winona Ryder can play the crazy. Yeah, I wanted to call her the the chick from um, Charmed. Oh God, uh, Shannon Doherty. No, no. <laughs> I wanted to give her that name. We all know Winona Ryder can can play the tr- the crazy chick. Yeah, that's kind She's, of her. It's her jam. Yeah. Um, but this kid playing opposite her. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was really yeah. good. Yeah, he's, I was. He's was a good really, little he's actor. He's good. I call him little. He's a grown adult. I know he's taller than her. Um. So this is. Oh my gosh. So this is when Lucas and Dustin show up. At um, at Mike's house, and Eleven is trying to bring back Will's voice, and so Lucas is like, "Listen, what you heard was just from a baby monitor. We pick weird shit up all the time." Lucas is trying to be the practical one. Yeah, he is. And Dustin's like, "I don't know, maybe it's possible." <laughs> I was like, "I love them so much. Sometimes I'm Lucas, and sometimes I'm Dustin." I know that's what I love about the. We can. That's the thing that makes these these kids so great. As an so adult, great. I can relate to we these We can kids. relate to every single... We relate to yep. Mike. We can relate to... Yes. Every one of them. Yeah. Um, and so Mike's like, no, listen. You didn't hear it. I heard it. Will's alive. And this is when uh, he gets the idea that we need to get Eleven to a more powerful radio. Like the one we have at school. And yes. so Lucas is like, um, we can't walk her in like this with a shaved head. And, um, so this is when we get a makeover scene. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, 
so they get a they get a wig and they put her in a pink dress. It's a blonde wig and a pink dress, and they put it's like perfect. makeup on her. Mike puts the makeup on her, and I can oh see God. the budding makeup artist. I mean, he didn't well, do a bad what was, job what was for, it, for being a young boy? Was it Jeremy Renner always says eyes and lips? You just yeah. frame the face frame and the go. Face. Frame the face and go. Frame eyes, no, brows, lashes, lips. Frame, frame the, the face. face. Yeah, and, and go that. So, and I and I think Mike <laughs> followed through with that very well. Um, but yet, also, I was like, she but I love like a truck stop hooker if young boys are doing her makeup. <laughs> I love the gender role reversal makeup. Yes, scene. And it was the obligatory 80s makeover scene. Yeah, it was. But it wasn't. I know. It was great. It was so it was weird. Because she looks so awkward. They all look awkward. Yeah. And one thing to keep in mind, every time we get a flashback of Eleven, I've noticed, it's not even that she's in things that you would consider not girly. It's that they're so utilitarian. They're genderless. They're just so like, meh. And you don't. Like she, it's like she doesn't know what to do with anything that's not completely utilitarian. Yeah, and that's why I think some of Nancy's stuff fascinated her. Yeah, because it was like, what's well, this friendly shit? Well, yeah, this serves no and it real was, purpose. And it was, uh, and it was pretty. Mm-hmm. It wasn't sterile, and so yeah, yeah. Um, and so this is when she, uh, the boys are like, yeah, okay, you look pretty. And so, I mean, good, it's fine. You're pretty, a girl. pretty, pretty good. Well, this is awkward for us. And so Eleven looks at herself in the mirror and she's, you know, she's having a moment. To see herself as something Pretty. other than a tool. Yes. Yes. I think was was a moment. Yeah. I don't know how, how, to, how else to describe a moment. Yeah, I think she had a moment. <laughs> That's the technical term. I think she had a moment with she herself. She had a moment with herself. Yeah. I need a moment with myself. So we go back to the lab with Dr. Asshole and um, they enter where there's this big growthy thing. And um, they tether this cable, and they're gonna they're gonna get this guy Shepard, oh. which I thought was funny, um, a test pilot uh, or a pilot called Shepard, and because um, the right stuff was a big deal in the eighties, uh, and he enters the breach and it closes up behind him, and you're like, okay, that seemed like a great scientific idea. The seat- sense that was the equivalent of let's poke it with a stick. Yes, it was. Let's let's poke <laughs> it with a human. They did th- they did tether him. They did. So good thinking there. At least there was that. Did you notice the CGI work? It was barely there. Yeah, because that it was so he, subtle. When he reaches his hand out, it was subtle. When in my rewatch, I saw it clearly, mm-hmm. and then I was watching it. So he he parts it. Like he, the it's membrane. supposed to look like goo yeah and he pulls it apart and then he walks through and then when it it back together yeah the cgi work was pretty well done it for a tv series like a membrane oh yeah and yet the thing the thing that always struck me about this is it wasn't like oh there's a tear in the whatever or there's a portal or whatever we're calling this thing um it's very organic it's very sludgy it's it's not i mean like it's growing it's amorphous. It's just, it's really interesting to me that it wasn't just like, oh, there's this neat little portal. Yeah, it wasn't just a black nothingness. Yeah, yeah. It And it had a very particular feel to it mm-hmm. that we get to, what we have, we get to see. Yeah. Consistently. But yeah, it had a very specific feel to it. Yeah. Um, not like, almost an organic. Mm-hmm. Very. Biologically organic. Uh, feeling to it not quite plant not quite animal 
but yeah, because it it feels it's kind of weird. Almost like um, I'm like, did you ever have see, you taken samples of all that and tested just, it? Body snatchers. Yeah. The pods had yeah. that same kind of organic yeah. look and feel to them. Yeah, it felt like he was getting swallowed up. Yeah. By whatever it yeah. is. Very a uh, that's still a very horror yeah. again. Uh or uh Slither. Do you remember Slither? Oh god. With Nathan Nathan Fillion. Ew. Yeah. That's so bad. But, but that's that 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 feel that feel. Yeah. That other. Yeah. Um, and so this is when we go to Nancy, uh, in class, she's called to the office. Um, and so this is when, uh, Carl and Lenny question her, um, about the whole Barb thing. And they're really going after the, you had an argument with Barb. Isn't her mom there? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if they do have the mom there. Yeah. Nancy is there. Um, and so, uh, this is when. No, the mom is Karen. Oh, No. No, I don't think Karen's there at that point. Karen is, is there with her daughter. Yeah, she's there. Okay. Um, and so they're they're very focused on you had an argument. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean she's, I mean, like that. They're trying to pose that she's a runaway. And I will say, like, a lot of times it's not the person's decision to say, oh, that has nothing to do with that. You don't know because they don't know where the person is and they don't know why they left. No, but. but Nancy <sighs> is so sure it's tied to what she saw in the woods that she's getting impatient with them. There's that, and kids running away in the 80s was the go-to. Yeah. Oh, it, was the, it was the scapegoat go-to. And to me, that's, in, in this case, lazy police work. Well, have you met? I know. Lenny and Carl. Lenny and Carl. Um, And so uh, she she tells them a heavily edited version of the story. Well, that, and there's a lot of, they're also trying to get her to say that she slept with Steve. Yeah, like, and they're making a lot of implications about it. A lot it. of implications yeah. that Nancy, almost trying to make Nancy feel like she did something wrong. Yeah, and it felt, it made me feel very uncomfortable. It was very, very icky. Yeah, it was really icky. And, I'm and. Like, why do you care so much about a teenage girl's sex and, life? Yeah, and her mom sees all of this. Mm -hmm. And she sees her child struggling with trying to get her friend found. Yeah. And. Yeah, it's and it's very stereotypical that and this it happens mm -hmm. where women get the finger. You know, it's pointed at them. Like it's pointed at them. You were dressed for it. You were asking uh -huh. for it, or whatever. This is not a rape situation. And that's but the still, thing, they're if, not listening to her. Even if Barb's disappearance did have something to do with Nancy having sex with Steve, what difference does it make? A child, find Barb, a minor. Is missing. Yeah. yeah. Find the minor. Like somehow it's okay if Nancy slept with Steve and pissed Barb off and Barb was jealous. Yeah. That's not. But that's what they think. They think that she left. Um, and so Karen, um, you know, she's there and it's kind of awkward because the mom's there. But, yeah. you know, you can't question a kid without. I don't. Although Hopper questioned the boys without their parents being present. So whatever. Um, and so um, Nancy's like, listen, we're just friends. Um, they thought Barb might have been jealous, which she was. Um, I mean, they did get that part right. Let's be real. I Barb don't think jealous. she was, I don't think she was so much jealous of Steve as she was. Her friend Nancy, she pissed thought off was changing. As trying to protect her friend and she wouldn't let her. Yeah. 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 Which again, to Gina's point, it's so such think, a shitty position to be put in. Don't let me do the dumb thing. Don't, hey, hey, don't do the dumb thing. You can't tell me what to do. I'm doing the dumb thing. You're not my mother. Here, hold my beer. Here. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't think, I don't think jealous. I mean, yes, angry. Yeah. But not 
And even if she was jealous, that's no reason to. No. There's again, they're trying to scapegoat the runaway that Barb is just. Yeah. Just it is. Yeah. It's lazy police work at the um, end of the day. So this is when we uh, we talked. We see uh, Hopper. Um, he's talking to uh, to Gary. And he confirms that, like, you know, yeah, these stadies brought Will's body in. A lot of them. that's how they're claiming jurisdiction? Yeah. On a kid accident drowning? Yeah. Sounds fake. And as we see in a later scene, they don't even have really standing to do that. And so they told him that they'd take care of the autopsy. And uh, so Hopper's like, okay. So he notices this, the state trooper that they've seen on TV uh, talking to a reporter about he found the body. This is O'Bannon. Um, he looks really familiar. I think he's a guy that's been in stuff. I'm going to look him up. Um, so before we go any further, I did, again, want to remind people that we enjoy the feedback. We do. Uh, you can email so us much. at randomtpodcast mm, at gmail.com. There you dot go. Gmail.com apparently <laughs> will get you nowhere. <laughs> or on Twitter at Random Cast, Or on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. I got that one right. <laughs> or on Facebook at facebook.com slash randomtpodcast.com. Dot com. <laughs> and if you don't want to remember any of that or you're really confused because I didn't really sell that right, uh, you just go to our website, randomtpodcast.com. Scroll to the bottom and there's actual links to the proper things that you can do at the dot com. I can't even breathe. <laughs> Okay. I don't always fuck that up, but when I do, I when fuck it do, up. You royalty. fuck it up really well. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Yeah, I really am. Um. So yeah, I mean, and while you're there at the dot com, at the dot com, Jesus, you're not gonna ever let me forget that, are you? Nope. Okay. Uh, check out our other content because we have so much other shit going on out there. Oh my gosh, so much. Um. Because not only because Gotham, we're going to be doing the preview cast because Gina mentioned this. We're going to be yeah. doing the preview cast for Gotham. So get your feedback in for that. Yep. Yep. We'll uh, go over up, any up available media that has been released, any trailers, any yes casting um, news, anything like that. Sure. Sure. So uh, we'll have that about out out about a week before the before. Premiere. So we're aiming around the fourteenth ish. Yeah, sounds um, about right for recording that because um, it starts the twenty first. So. Right. Maybe yeah, the fourteen, the sixteenth, somewhere in there, <laughs> mid mid seventeen. Yeah, well, we're gonna be recording. So so look for that, and then it airs September twenty first. So yeah, uh, that's fun. Uh, Agents of Shield will be podcasting that again this year. We, it's still TBD. Yeah, because I it's have being looked, delayed because of Inhumans. But I, I haven't seen a date yet to see. I've looked. There's yet to be an air date. Um, although we have heard from an insider that Inhumans is not as bad as we originally expected. So yeah. um, I not, feel a little. I say insider. By that. Yeah, he saw it in the theater. Michael saw it at the theater. <laughs> he said it was, he's like, I'm taking one for the team. And we appreciate we that. We appreciate that. Uh, he said it's not as bad as, as expected. So yeah. there's there's hope. Um, so, yeah. But also, um, what else do we have out there? Uh, random movies. Random movies. Well, we've got our Halloween and Christmas specials lined up for this yeah, year. So Zombieland oh. and uh, The Family Stone. You're going to hate that. Um, and that, which will entertain me immensely um and then we've got a uh, random miniseries um if you if you're feeling in the uh it preparatory mood there is the uh two-part pod or podcast of the two-part miniseries on our random miniseries feed from 1990 if you want to get get ready for the creepy ass fucking movie that's coming 
I think know. it's out already, actually. Um, yeah, it, it came terrifying. out this. It came out this week. <laughs> it looks terrifying. It did. It came out uh, this Thursday this week. Yeah. 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 So um, I think one of my coworkers is going to see it. So I will let you know. Oh, it's going to be terrifying. What he no says about what. it. Oh, for you, it it'll be matter, terrifying. Regardless, it it's terrified you pre-opening. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So there's that. I wasn't even wa- able to watch the trailer all the way through. Oh, bless your heart. Yeah. Why are you doing this to yourself? We don't have to do you this. You know how I am about it. It's really weird. You have a love-hate relationship. I do, and I explain it in the podcast. That's true. You do. Somebody hit that page the other day. Oh, okay. Um. What else? God. Um, American MCU. Gods? And uh, we both, both do separate things. Both are correct. Um, <laughs> both are correct answers. American Gods and the MCU. We've got, yeah, we've got season one of American Gods out there. Uh, that which was, way was fun. so good. Uh, and when it comes back, we will also be back. But that's... Another TBD. We don't know. It has been renewed. We just don't know when. Yeah, we um, don't have M- dates for it. MCU out there. I think the next podcast coming up is the Thor and Loki character, uh, character study. study. Yeah. Which that'll be fun. Um, but Thor, the next Thor Ragnarok comes out November 3rd. That sounds right. Yeah. So that'll be a lot of fun. But uh, we also, we've got the Defender. No, we haven't got the Defender No, we're yet. not. We've got Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. Jessica Jones and Daredevil Season 2 and Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. We did not get to Iron Fist or uh, the Defenders because. That is trying a lot of media to watch. To binge watch an entire 13 episodes. To the point where you can talk about it intelligently. Because we could have just watched it in the yeah. background, but we, like, actually wanted to watch it. And also work full-time jobs yeah. um, was not going to happen Yeah, for an, an, another, and live a summer. Yeah. And sleep uh, was not going to happen. So we will get to uh, Iron Fist, Defenders, and any other Netflix series. We at will get to point. them at some point. Um, we just could not make it through. Our brains yeah. were fried. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but check those out, too. I actually found an, an amount of the MCU that will... That was too much? That was too much. It was too that much. That was too much. Admittedly, Luke Cage was really good. It was really good, but once I was done, I was like, can we be done can with this Can we be done now? now? Yeah. Yes. We had. We were both like, no, can't do it. Yeah. Um, and then, what else? Oh, I think you mentioned random movies. But random movies. Um, just not MCU. Just not. That's, <laughs> which, that's where you will find Wonder Woman and Deadpool. Correct. Correct. Is on there. Uh, we've got a list of movies that we are we want to record for that. We've finally put together a list, yeah, <laughs> of stuff that we do want to put on there. So we'll it'll it'll get active again shortly. Yeah, Agent Carter is still out there. Yeah, Sleepy Hollow. Uh, Sleepy Hollow is still out there. Both of those are canceled. They're archived, but they still exist. Yeah, you can still get to them. I think, and then Random Revel- Revelries, San Diego Comic Con podcast is yeah. still out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if there's anything just random you want to talk about, I you mean, can email us. You can just email us. And when we have enough along. stuff, we'll, we'll record another one Yeah, eventually, one day. Um, you decided that we were our next one's going to be an ESO podcast. Yes. So if you play Elder Scrolls in any incarnation, especially the online version, talk to us about that. Yeah, that has owned our life for the last... Yeah. How long have I months. been playing now? No, how long have I been playing? Uh, A month? No. It's been two months. It's it been was, two months? Well, I got the new console like 4th of July weekend. Oh, okay. And then I think I foisted it upon you shortly thereafter. So it's been about six weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think it's been two months. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Good times. So yeah. Uh, Anything else? No, nah, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Uh, so we want to do 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 and get back to the... Yes. 
back I'm trying to, to look up to who, who O'Bannon is okay. because I know him from somewhere. Um, so <laughs> this is one of my favorite scenes of the entire show is them taking Eleven to school. Oh, yes. And she's having, like, complete culture shock because it's all news. So that's a thing that you could do? Just take a random kid to school day? I guess. And I love it because there's, you know, it's the assembly for Will. And um, they <laughs> they try to go. Uh, I to, guess it is a little. The security wouldn't be near us. No, tight, the security I guess. is not. And, and, of course, who's going to think twice about another kid? Um, what kind of kid would go to school that doesn't go there? Uh, Eleven. That's that kid. And so they try to they try to go to the uh, to the radio, and they're locked. And um, the uh, their teacher sees them, and um, and they they start talking about like, uh, oh yes, we're we're very sad, very very sad. And he's like, um, so you're you're here, you know, for Will, but. Uh, he's like, here you go. And he gives him the keys and he's like, knock yourself out after the, after the assembly. And I love this teacher. He's this an a awesome great teacher. teacher. Yes. And so again, he treats them like they're people, not just little baby, tiny humans. And so he's like, by the way, who's your friend? And, um, he's like, <laughs> El Lenore, um, El- my cousin from Sweden. <laughs> Oh, and you're like okay yeah it's terrible um, it's the worst lie ever and so he's like okay and so they, he takes him to the assembly <laughs> and my favorite was you the, can't even talk you're laughing so who hard. is it dustin that tries to turn around i <laughs> think so nope out of it no nope. nope. the entire gym is assembled yes and they come do you remember those uh yeah usually yeah the ones I remember most distinctly is the uh, they would put everybody in the assemb- in the gym for assembly, and it was the dare, yeah, don't, the don't do drugs See, program. We never had like bleachers like that. Well, we, we just sat our asses really? on the floor. We had bleachers. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like we had some bleachers, so, but not enough to accommodate the whole school. And they would they would bring in a drug dog and mm-hmm. talk about it and. The thing is, though, the whole time you're in assembly, you know there's a drug dog going up and down the hallway sniffing your lockers. Yeah, because that was that was a way to get a drug search in without, yeah, raising alarm. Kids are smarter than everybody. They are. Everybody fucking knew and was there was a like, second drug dog. dog. You just wanted to play with the dog. I of just course, you to did. Play with the dog. I figured out who he was. Who is he? He was in Sleepy Hollow. Shut up. He played Henry Knox. What? Oh my gosh. Kali Yuga, that episode. Okay. The Kali Yuga episode. He played Henry Knox. Wow. Okay. That's how we know him. That's where I knew he looked familiar. Because half the time I'm like, I know that person. I go through their entire IMDb's worth of like 30 years of history and I'm like, I don't know them from anywhere. His name is Ron Roger. Ooh. With a little thing over the Oh e. my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. How pretentious, buddy. He's from Almeida, California. What do you expect? Oh my gosh. No representation is being made that Californians are da 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 da. Yeah, I absolved us of legal There you go. Okay, so. good. Good. Um, so we see uh, uh, Karen taking Nancy home, and she calls Nancy on that shit. But I will say, she didn't do this in public. She didn't do this in front of the cops. But she confronts her. And Nancy is like, fine, I slept with Steve. And it doesn't matter because Barb's missing. And so um, Karen, tr- again, tries to kind of reach out. She's like, I'm here to talk to you about this. And Nancy wants none of it. She wants to be teenage angry angst. Which, which I, it's child logic. It's a I thing. I get that. I understand that. But it's not 
Karen was not being mad at her. No. Karen no. was, of course, I'm always going to look at things from the mom point I of view. I think Nancy but is preemptively assuming that her mom's going to be mad at about it. She's not mad at her. She probably wants to sit down and talk to her about birth control. Well, and I kind of got the impression that Karen wants to make sure that it was... Were you being safe? Do I need to take you to the doctor? An issue from a consent standpoint that it wasn't traumatic to Nancy. Well, there's yeah, okay, okay, yeah, because she knows something's wrong with Nancy. Yes, I mean, I can easily see her like, was this is this what's causing all of your issues? Right. Oh yeah, I I distinctly got that because like it's when she was doing the whole. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. In the what was it the previous episode Mm -hmm. where she's like, Mm -hmm. clearly you're not. Nancy is clearly not fine. Karen knows that. Again, Karen just wants to help yep. somebody. Yep. But I never got the impression that Karen was angry mm-hmm. or or anything. Yeah. She just wanted to talk, and Nancy just shut her down. Yeah, which, you know, teenager. Which was, yeah, but also... Also, again, I, I... Don't be afraid to talk to your parents. I don't want to excuse Nancy's behavior, but also she saw something really hella fucking creepy in the woods. Yeah. So you got to add the monster element to this. Yeah. Well, then again, yeah. Not, it doesn't do good things to you. So, yeah. No. So, speaking of, um, she goes upstairs and she gets out the picture that Jonathan took. And but as, and so she's just crying because it's it's a picture of Barb. And then she notices something and she starts to put it... Uh, put it together and she realizes oh shit that's what i saw and so um this is when we go back to the super fun science experiment and the uh the lab techs are trying to make contact with this shepherd guy that's gone in he does finally respond he's like he says he's just a kilometer in and everything's eroded and then he gets attacked and we hear crackle crackle over the radio and so Dr. Brenner orders the uh, orders them to reel him in, and he's screaming. Something is there with him, and the cable goes slack. And so they pull it out, and of course, there's nothing attached. But like you know, the it remains was of his suit, and it's way all bloody dramatic. And, oh, it was super dramatic with the music and the camera angles, and the I mean, this was just really well done. Like I didn't know what they were going to pull out, what was going to come out of there. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm the kind of person with horror where. I want more than a glimpse at the thing if it's mm-hmm. not a clown. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm like, no, no, I want to I want to study it. And it's and I know it's scarier when you just get glimpses of it. So the quick shots, sometimes I'm like, I'm being manipulated. I didn't care here. I was like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. And well, and that chain being reeled in on. And so dramatic. So I'm watching it. And in my mind, I'm imagining being the dude in the suit with this chain pulling me back and walking backwards mm-hmm. and it pulling you and it just my stomach was just like oh yeah yeah um such drama and so you're like what the fuck is going on over there they're not doing science in a good controllable way over at the lab they're not writing it down either no, so <laughs> that means it's not science um it's just literally poking whatever this is with a stick um so we go we go back to the assembly and, of course, the principal is there, and he's talking about Will, and, and they've got a grief counselor there. And I will say that was pretty progressive. For that time, For that yeah. time. Yeah. Like, I don't, of course, again, we never had one of my schoolmates die and have an assembly, mm. and, you know, so. Oh, have you, did you not? Mm-mm. We had, um, the one that was most memorable was we had a, uh, there was an accident. There was three kids in a car. It oh. was, it was drunk driving, of course. Oh, God. Um, one kid was killed immediately. 
one walked away and the third one was in the hospital who eventually was um, declared brain, brain dead. dead. Oh, God. Um, and that was... Yeah. And it, and it was him being in the hospital for uh, so long. Yeah. And it was just... It was... And I didn't even really know any of them. Yeah. But it was still a big deal throughout the whole school. Yeah. And so you see Troy and James being, being assholes about it. And they're like, oh, they're, they're oh, making God. fun of... Will and all the good things that the principal is saying about him um, because he was a good student and he was, you know, all these things that they're talking about. And um, this is when Eleven starts staring daggers at them. Oh, yeah. And so she you can see her her connect. You're the mouth breather. Mouth breather. I was like, oh, my God. She ain't dumb. No, no. Already I'm like, this is going to be good. It's going to be beautiful. Um, So the assembly's over and. um. Again, the boys are just there to get to the to get eleven to the radio, and so um, but but Mike was very not okay with the way Troy and James were acting in the in the uh, uh, in the assembly, and so Mike approaches him, and again I was like, oh sweetheart, you are so the fighty Gryffindor at this yeah, point. Yeah, he is. Because he couldn't just let it go. He couldn't just look at it and say, this is not our goal. Let's move on. He's an asshole. Let's just let it be. And this is where I am Mike. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I totally would you have, are. I totally would have decked him. Oh, yeah. And so he's like, he's basically like, listen, um, what you did was shitty. And this is when, uh, you know, of course, kids can smell blood in the water. So they're like, ooh, <laughs> gathered around like, fight. There's going to be a fight. And, um, you know, and Troy's like, there's nothing to be sad about. You know, he's just, he's just, uh, you know, he's, t- he, you know, uses uh, the fag slur and like, like it's just, he's so dismissive. And of course I can just feel the anger just boiling off of Mike. Um, and so Mike shoves him and of course Troy's gonna, gonna, you know, fight back. Of course and he is. Freezes. And Eleven does her mind stuff. And this is when he pees himself in front of everybody, which part of me, the part of me that's, you know, a little bit more of a tender human was like, oh, that's terrible. He's going to have to live with that because kids are cruel. But also he's a fucking asshole and she made him wet himself in front of everybody. This is amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm that vindictive bitch. Okay, so <laughs> so he, so here's where I'm coming from. Was okay. That poor child actor is going to be known forever as the kid who peed himself. But also he peed himself on Stranger Things, so, you know. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I thought the bully kids were such two-dimensional. They were the... They, they were the two-dimensional bad guys. Two-dimensional bad guys. I, while they did what, what was necessary for the plot, yeah, they didn't play them very well. Well, I mean, that's why, like, I think we lucked out with the kid actors we got in the main, in the main yeah. roles. Because there's a lot of... But these Not kids, great kid I, actors out there because they're kids. Yeah, I just. Not everybody's a little ugh, baby Dakota Fanning. Yeah, I know, but still. Well, she so, grew up, too, by the way. Yeah. And so Mike's, Mike's like, oh, fuck, that's 11. We're, okay, but also in contrast, in this scene, my, okay, so Mike and the kid pees himself and they, uh, and they run up and they leave him there all by himself with the little puddle and everything. And Mike turns and sees 11 and she just wipes her nose and runs off. To join the other, to go with the other kids, and I was like, "That was such beautiful." Because this is what Gina was talking about. All it takes is a look from her. Yep, Martin Freeman, I can do it with a look. Yep, and I love that because 
take out this line of dialogue. I don't need it. Boom. I would love, like, I feel a lot of camaraderie with Eleven and her behavior because if somebody messes with one of my people, like, you're dead to me. And she just, yeah, he's like, she's like, yeah, I took care of it. He was fucking with you and I took care of it and you're welcome. You're welcome. And she's just completely unfazed by it and I loved it. I thought it was great. It was. So for someone to have no social exposure. Yeah. She's picking up on it real fast. Well, and she's also become very protective of these, even even though Lucas has kind of been a dick. These are her friends. They're her boys. Yeah. And she's quickly become very protective of them because nobody has treated her like that before. Again, treated her like a person. she's a tool. True. And so um, she's very, very loyal very quickly. Yes. Um, so we go to the funeral home and poor Jonathan is having to deal with like picking out coffins and budgets. Mm. And um, so Nancy comes in and she she comes to talk to him and she's like, hey, this creepy photo you took. What about this? And he's like, I didn't see anybody out there. And um, and Barb just kind of disappeared when he wasn't looking. And so she's like, no, but I guess what I saw in the woods and, um, you know, and she can kind of tell that, like, he's kind of not believing her. And she's like, listen, I shouldn't have bothered you. And he's like, well, and I shouldn't have bothered you here. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, tell me about what you saw. And Nancy describes it. And he's like, oh, that's what my mom well, said. didn't she have saw. a face. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's the absence of a face that kind of clues people in. And it's Nancy had no idea that, that Joyce had. No, absolutely. Not. So you've got he's got now has two independent yep. s- descriptions of the same thing. Plus, Nancy's got credibility because he wants to bone her. Oh, God. I mean, you got to look at it from a teenage I boy know. standpoint. Immediately, it's like, oh, yeah, my mom said this dumb thing, but you said it. I know. So, yeah. Um, so, this, again, this episode was really good because this is one of my favorite scenes, too. Um, Hopper was so good in this. Hopper he, was so good. He yes. Columbo's this guy. Yeah, he does. Um, he goes and he finds this trooper and he pretends like he doesn't know who he is. And he just, he's going to buy him a drink and he starts telling him about his daughter, which really hurt once you know that, you know, he, his daughter's gone. Um, I'm he, sorry. My cat is yowling in the background. She really is. No apparent reason. Um, I know she sounds, she's like, she's being murdered, but she's just, she's rude. fine. She's uh, just senile. <laughs> um, and so he's like, Oh, I, I know you, you're the guy that, uh, that, that found that, that kid's body. And he's like, yeah. And, um, you know, they're just chit-chatting and he's like oh yeah the quarry isn't that state-owned and he's like yeah yeah it is and he's like really because it's not really, cause i know it's, it's not the switch was oh, perfect and the guy's immediately like um oh well oh my god um, and he he wants to just leave and you think okay well he he knows something's off and immediately after like he gets him in the alleyway and he starts beating the shit out of him and you're like god damn hopper like hopper has no fucks anymore. None. Like, he didn't have any to begin with, and now that he realizes, like, something is legitimately up with the whole Will thing, mm-hmm. he's, like, lost all his fucks. And so, um, he, uh, he starts wailing on this guy, and finally, O'Bannon admits that somebody told him to call in and to keep everybody else away. Yeah. And, um, he's real skittish about it, and Hopper's like, who told you that? And, um, we see this, this car nearby, start up and he pulls his gun he's gonna chase the car and as soon as seriously you're gonna chase a car i know but as soon as he gets far enough away like o'bannon does a runner oh well he's he's not left with anything but also he knows something really weird is going down 
because clearly either he's being followed or O'Bannon's being followed. Somebody's being followed. And O'Bannon was told, you know, to, to find the body. And so it was very, just very creepy. Um, so we go to Joyce's house and she, um, she's trying to get Will to not appear, but make himself known to her by playing, playing his song and she's screaming. And, um, so it's a really quick thing and you, you get the whole desperation cause I think she got used to kind of talking to him and now it's like, okay, now I need more reassurance that you're not dead because they found your body and I know it's not your body mm-hmm. and I need that reassurance. And so, um, the boys finally get to the radio and Eleven starts jiggering with it and trying to get Will back. And this whole thing is kind of, again, you can do choppy in the right way, and this is how you do it. Well, it's all so related. Yes. Everybody's trying to kind and of get every, to this. Well, and every story is very compelling. Hopper's po- mm-hmm. point of view is very compelling. Mike's point of view yeah, is very compelling. No Nancy's facet point of the story, view. I was just like, meh. Yeah, everybody. Well, it's because there's no fucking filler episodes. That's true. There's no filler characters either. No. Except everybody's got maybe the bullies but um but yeah every everything is relevant yes yes and so um we see dr brenner in the lab and we get a flashback of him because you know it's flashback because she's there um 11's there and he wants her to focus on a certain man and to listen for him and he wants her to repeat back what the guy says and so she's like okay and she concentrates um so she does a little bit more than I think what he bargained for. Yeah, is that she now does. they can hear the man on the intercom. So she doesn't have to repeat it back because they can hear it. <laughs> it rem- it reminds me of when they start reciting the code for the Winter Soldier because he's just <laughs> saying random words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, banana. Well, he was. It was a test. Yes. Um, well, yeah, I get that, but it's just sounded. It, just, it, it was. It was really weird. It was like, yeah, comrade. Yeah. Of course, you're going to bring it back to Bucky. Always, if I if I can, I will you always bring always it back bring to it Bucky. Back to yeah. Bucky. Um, and so uh, you're like immediately. This goes back into what I know of the LSD kind of experiment, which which is remote listening, remote viewing, yes, stuff like that. And you're like, oh my god, Eleven's Eleven's got powers. And so um, this is when we see uh, the lights go out and some kind of noise comes out of the radio. And then we get another quick shot of Joyce hearing a banging and she hears Will call to her from the other side of a wall. Yeah. Now we're going to start jumping back and forth. And so this is when the boys can hear Will. And so this was really, really, really important because at this point, only Mike and Eleven have heard Will through the radio. Right. And you had to get Dustin and Lucas on board, on board with Will isn't really dead. And this, and this, you realize that this is happening simultaneously mm-hmm. because Joyce is hearing Will and the boys are hearing Joyce hear Will. Right. Because, again, like you said, Will is wherever Joyce is, but somehow Eleven's able to tune into him because distance doesn't necessarily matter to her because of her powers. We is, That's the assumption. That's my assumption. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Joyce runs outside. And of course, there's nothing on the other side of the wall. And so she goes back in um, and she starts peeling the wallpaper away. And we're like, I'm really glad that you have that axe because there's this really weird membrane. And she can kind of touch Will through it. Yeah, you can see the the kid. And, of course, um, you know, he's like, it's coming. And where he is is dark and empty. And the boys can hear it. And Joyce tells, she, she yells at him that she'll find a way to get him. Uh, but run, run and hide. And she'll find a way to get him out. 
And so he does. He leaves from from like by the membrane is is really the only thing I can I can call it. It's yeah, it's the only thing you can describe um, it as. And he does, and it like it kind of seals itself itself back up, and the radio explodes. So what was really interesting about this is that when we are in Joyce's house, we can hear Joyce clearly, and Will is muffled. But on the radio, you can hear Will clearly and Joyce is muffled. Yeah. So she is picking this up from wherever he is. Yes. Yes. Which is very interesting because based on, and I'm so glad we got that flashback because that told me a lot. She can focus on a person. Yes. And so she's focused on Will. So she had to, I mean, she's seen the picture of him. I kind of feel like she's seen him. Could be. Could very well be. So, because I'm still... We don't know if I'm she still gets con- a visual... Yeah, well, I'm still confused about how he got where he is. Yeah, I am too. And did the two of them cross paths? Yeah, because we know she was running... Like, And what... I guess what caused her to run away then? How did she get away? Yeah. You know, did they... What, did they what cross the, paths at all, ever? Somehow. Yeah. Because yeah. we haven't seen that, but because that doesn't she saw mean the, it doesn't happen. It hasn't happened. Well, she saw the picture, and she's like... she recognized him yeah we don't know if that's because they've met face to face which we again we haven't seen but we don't know it hasn't happened or she saw him visually in her mind's eye because she's crazy powerful we don't know well that that begs the bigger question where the fuck is will yeah yeah um is he in the television he's in the is television. he he is it's poltergeist okay um and so joyce grabs the axe and, axe and starts this hacking. is where she hacks up the wall really shining like the, style. i really like the axe <laughs> hacking scene. apparently this left a big impression it did and so um this is when mike and lucas are uh they they just want to get 11 out because the ham radio again kid logic something exploded let's get the fuck We're out of there in so trouble. we don't get blamed for yeah. it um of course Joyce doesn't find anything on the other side of the wall, but air in the outside of her house. Um, A lot of the outside of her house, which makes you stop and realize just how little is between you and the outside world. And I don't don't, make me think about that. I don't don't like that. As an introvert, I don't like to think about that. And so there's six feet of concrete there. I don't care. The uh, the alarm goes off at the school and they just get her out because she's she's collapsed. She's obviously it's taken a toll on her to do what she did to contact will what i got the impression of is it takes a lot more out of her to contact will where he is than if he was on earth or whatever you want to call it the real world okay um because she's she's i mean they have to get her on a cart and wheel her out um so we go to the dark room and jonathan is looking at the negatives and he uh you know nancy's looking to see if they can they can get another shot of whatever it was and um he says he'd rather watch people than to talk to them. And um, he talks about like, and, and again, this, this was, I, w- I was like, this is kind of cool. He talks about how sometimes he can capture the right moment with a, with a picture. And um, again, this is where I was really hit over the head with the, well, if the guy's not popular, then he has to be nice, right? Media has told us that. Yes. He has to be the sensitive other the non-jock asshole. Yeah. And it's really hard because they subvert that trope with Jonathan being creepy. And they also subvert the jock trope with Steve being a, kind of a good guy. They they broke a lot of stereotypes in the show. Yeah. So I thought, again, it and it, it, they didn't just do it with 
Steve and they didn't just do it with Jonathan. And they didn't just do it with one character yeah. or just I do really it with liked, I really liked that they Karen made you think. or Joyce yeah. or Barb or yeah. any of them. They made you think a little bit harder. Um, and so they're developing this picture and Nancy's like, oh, yeah, that's what, that's what I saw. And so Jonathan's like, oh, shit, mom's right. And and if mom's right about that, then Will must still be alive, which means Barb might be alive, too. And dun, so dun, now dun. they have hope. Dun, dun, dun. And also, oh, shit, there's a monster. Um, so this is when we see Hopper, um, drive to the coroner's office and he has now gone into negative fucks. Um, (laughs) he lies to Patty and he's like, oh, I forgot my hat. And so he goes in and there's a state trooper guarding the body, which again, that's not a red flag. So do you know what book he's reading? What book is it? Was it Cujo? It was Cujo. Yeah, it was Cujo. Um, it's direct reference to Stephen King. Exactly. And so the state trooper... He's like, oh, yeah, so O'Bannon, blah, blah, blah. He b- tries to bullshit, and the trooper's like, that sounds fake. And so he's like, I love Hopper because he's like, okay, I tried to bullshit. Punch! <laughs> <laughs> he would also be a Gryffindor. Oh, yeah. Which, we are going to sort them. Okay. I was, I was thinking the preview episode for season two. Okay. Would be a good place to put it. Are we it. doing a preview episode? We're going to do something. Okay. I don't know. I kind of think we are. Okay. I think we should. Okay. Okay. So we're going to sort into uh, Hogwarts houses. So send us feedback and uh, show Gina. your work. Show your work when you uh, do that too. <clears throat> it's interesting. So yeah. So the most Gryffindor cop ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. He's like lie, lie, lie. That doesn't work. Punch. Uh, and so he gets into the morgue and he starts looking at Will's body and immediately he can tell something's not right. And he feels. The, he feels. Yeah. He puts his hand on his chest and it's not. Yeah, and so he takes his knife out, and, it, and I was like, "This is gonna be weird." And then it's just a really bad dummy. Well, he has a moment. He he he. You but you, you notice you know what you know what I noticed a lack thereof. Hmm. Autopsy. Yes, I did too. Immediately, I was like, "He's not cut into." There's no autopsy. No, they didn't even try. Mm-mm. And so immediately, it's filled with stuffing. And uh, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's a good dummy in that on the outside it looks good. But, like, it wasn't weighted. It wasn't, like... Mm-mm. It was just it for was looks. Rush job. Yeah. It was a rush job. It was a rush job. Um, but I would love to know that this lab is also able to fabricate that kind of thing that quickly. That was insane. Yeah. That's kind of scary. Um, and so this is when Joyce hears her ex-husband, Lonnie, come up. Um, she runs outside. And he's like, the fuck is going on? Because there's this giant hole in the house. And so um, we see Hopper... Um, at this point, I'm like, honey, I'm really glad you're invested in the fact that this case needs to be solved. But also, I'm going to need you to dial it back about 15 notches <laughs> because I feel like you're into... You need to plant some new fucks. Yeah, because I feel like he's into um, complete... Uh, what is it? No self-preservation. The opposite oh, of self-preservation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's completely the reckless danger at this zone. point. Yes, Hi- reckless. He's on the highway to the danger zone, <laughs> to make another 80s reference. Um, and so he drives to the, to the lab's fence and he gets out some bolt cutters and he's gonna, he's gonna break in. And you're like, this is a fine idea. This is great. This This is is fine. This is what you should be doing. And that's the end of our episode. Yeah. Every episode is pretty much a. Oh my God. I have to keep watching. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Hopper. Hopper. Baby dial it back a little bit. What are you doing? Yeah. Does anybody fucking know that you You are You can't help anybody if you're in jail or dead. So, yeah. Wow. 
Wow. This is one of my favorite so episodes. So much. Yeah. They're all my favorite episodes. They're though. really good. Um, yeah. There's, there's, there's just so much. Again, so I'm, many layers. Again, I marvel at how much they can cram in in like 50 minutes. Oh, I know. Like, it's wow. crazy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and how much you, you feel empathy for these characters uh, in such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's this is the fourth episode. Yeah. And this we is the halfway mark. Already feel what they feel. We we feel Joyce's in, insanity creeping up on her. Yep. Eh, insanity is the wrong word, but you know what I'm saying. Um, her paranoia. Her paranoia. Her desperation. Her de- desperation. That's yeah. the word. Um, Hopper's uh, curiosity and his need to find out what happened. Uh, these kids and what they're going through. I mm-hmm. mean, that's a and that's a lot. Karen. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Nancy, uh, uh, Nancy um, the, Steve, Jonathan, all of these characters are, have so much depth. And mm-hmm. in four, not even hour long episodes, yeah. we're, we're completely enthralled by the people, these yeah. people. That's not just good writing. That's good acting. Yep. Yeah. They got a really good cast. I mean, like, even if you break it down to, I mean, put bullies aside, are probably <laughs> I our, didn't have a problem with them like you did. Well, I just can't. I don't know. I think maybe they were too stereo. Where we see everybody else is breaks the stereotypical mold. I think yeah. maybe they were too stereotypical for yeah. me, over the top. Yeah, to a point. You know, yeah. it it. I do know some you know people what though me? that don't have a lot of depth to them. You know, it bothers me. It broke my suspension of disbelief. Okay, I did know some bullies at, at in school where there wasn't a whole lot of depth to them. Well, no, that's kind of why they're bullies. Yeah. So you know. Um, but it, that's that's not just good writing. That's a great it's great acting. But if you take it down, who would be our most minor character? Steve, maybe uh, Barb, Steve, or Karen, maybe. They still have so much mm-hmm. depth to them. Yeah, that we can pick apart their personalities and their motivations. I will say, two people that are pretty one dimensional are Steve's asshole friends. What is it, Carol and the other one? The other one whose name we can't, yeah. 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 Carol and Beta Steve. They're so, they're not even minor <laughs> characters. They're yeah. assholes. Like tier eight yeah. characters. But yeah. I'd put them in the same spot the as bullies. the bullies. Yeah, they're yeah. not. They well, they are. They, yeah, they are. They're just the teenage oh, version. God. Yeah. They're the slightly more sophisticated version. Oh, I wouldn't even give them sophisticated. So, yeah. <sighs> Some more developed. <laughs> yeah. Slightly more developed plot line. So we're halfway. It's halfway no! mark. I know. No. But don't worry. We get 10 episodes in season two. Yay. So yeah. 10 um, I thought it was only nine. I think it's. Did they go up one? Because I, I, I saw. I have to check. I saw 17 episodes in IMDb. Or maybe I just immediately was like number of Game of Thrones episodes. Without maybe. any basis of anything. Which is entirely possible because <laughs> that's how my brain no. works. Yeah, because it says 17 episodes. Oh, okay. Numbers elude me. Uh, you know, yeah, there's only nine episodes oh, listed okay, for so, season two. Well, you get nine episodes. That's <laughs> one more than eight. I'm capable of that math. <coughs> I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Thanks. So, uh, I don't have anything else, do you? That's it. All right. Thank you for listening, Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.